Welcome to Road to Billions Podcast, the mentality of an entrepreneur. With your host, Moise Bertrand. Hey, what's up, everybody? It is Moise Bertrand, your host of Road to Billions. And today we're having a new guest on the show, Kyle Footman. Um, you know, you guys, we constantly tell you guys about Real Estate Wednesdays and, you know, tune in on the show. And we already have two amazing guests on the show, Mr. Daniels and Adrian Fine. So we're going to have Adrian Fine also open up with tonight's, um, you know, questions and things that as such at the end. And we're also going to let Mr. Kyle Flitman, you know, of course, give his overall experience in real estate as a full-time student and a car dealership owner of Footman Motorsports LLC. Um, so you guys, you know, this is going to be a great episode for you guys to learn so many gems for all three parties. And you guys, if you have any questions as well, send us a DM and we can answer the question next episode. So Mr. Footman, you can go ahead and just, you know, give your introduction. Hey, everybody. So I'm Kyle Footman. I'm a licensed realtor, um, entrepreneur, own a car dealership, and also I'm a full-time student at FAMU. So I'm excited to be here today. Definitely, definitely. So, um, yeah, Kyle, so just tell us about your experience as a realtor um, for you already, you know, being on the show. Just tell us your experience and how do, we, how do someone become, you know, a realtor and such as how do you buy a home or anything like that? And, you know, just give us a little bit of gems of everything. Okay. Um, so my experience being a realtor has been pretty much life-changing, honestly. I didn't think um, I would have this type of turnout and this type of impact that I had. Um, to give you some some clarity, I started when I was 19. Uh, that was back in 2017. So as soon as I graduated high school, I jumped straight into real estate. Um, after doing that, I just kind of, you know, mistake after mistake. And, you know, I just kept trying and I found my way. So now I've been doing it a little over four years now. So my experience has been great. The impact has been great. Um, the only thing I think is kind of misconstrued about real estate is the work that I put in as a, re- a realtor. I really don't think people understand or they don't feel or they don't know the amount of work, the effort that you have to put into this and the type of commitment you have to have to to be successful in it. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um yeah, so you said you own the car dealership. So how did you get into that as well? Like, can you give a brief summary of what made you go into that or how did that come about? Yeah, so I got into that. Honestly, I've been working on that for a minute. So everybody just sees it now, but it's always been a part of the plan. So um, when I was younger, I always loved cars. So I was trying to figure out what can I do in the car industry? Um, I got into real estate. I'm like, okay, you know, you sell houses, you can sell cars. Um, So I took that money that I earned from real estate. I said, I'm going to just take a shot at this. And I'm going to take a very, very calculated um, shot. And I'm going to give it my all. And, you know, hopefully it works out. And so I did that. And it's, it's been going good ever since. Definitely. I know Mr. Daniels said he was a real estate agent. Um, that's awesome, Mr. Daniels. Yeah, um, that, that's how I got started in real estate as well. Um, started off as an agent. I think it's a great, it's actually a great way for people to to get started in real estate. Um, one of the things, and Kyle can you know go into more details that to become a real estate agent, you have to take exams, right? So you have to learn a lot about real estate. So basically, once you've become, once you've gone through the process of becoming a real estate agent, you have enough knowledge of real estate to be able to be you know, to transition into whatever type of real estate you want to do. So let's say, you know, being a realtor is just kind of a beginning for you. The knowledge that you learn from being, from taking that real estate exam, that real estate agent exam, you're going to be good to go. Yeah. And so to drop some gems on that, on how to become a a realtor, because I get that question a lot, a lot. So in the state of Florida, uh, first you have to take the course. The course is a pre-licensed course that's, Um, 63 hours that you have to take. Once you take that course and you pass it, then you can go on to take the state exam. Um, The real estate state exam, in my opinion, if I had to take it again, I probably wouldn't be a realtor. (laughs) That test was, uh, was a nightmare for me. But 
once you pass that, then you're a licensed realtor. So it's a, a fairly simple process to become a realtor. Like you can literally take the course, um, take the state exam, and then you're a licensed realtor. Um, so the process is fairly simple. It's just, you know, putting in that work, that commitment, and that studying to actually get it done. Right. And and then, um, but, but the, you know, the good thing is there's a lot of study material out there. And then I think, you know, a lot of people who listen to the show are college students anyway. So it's like, look, if you could pass college algebra and calculus and accounting and all other hard classes, <laughs> You know, uh, you can pass the the Florida real estate exam. I mean, it's yeah. it's it's difficult. It, now it's challenging now, but yeah. the reward is so much higher because now it's like, look, you pass one test and you took the money, right? You know, versus like, you know, you, you in class you take one test and you got to take another test. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, you get rewarded by more tests. But with this one, the only good the good thing about it is you take one and then you know you're really on to to a successful career. And it's something that, like, like you said, Kyle, um, even at a, at a young age, you know, you don't have, there's no like minimum education requirement. So even at a young age, you can get get your license and get into the game early. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. I was, um, I remember before I was, um, I was trying to do real estate like two years ago, I had met a realtor and then she just told me I had to go through, you know, here at TCC and go do the real estate class and stuff like that. But I just looked at it like I was like, this is a lot of work because she started off having to work for a realtor. I know you have to do a, a certain amount of hours under um, like a real real estate agent or how does that work? I, I know that was like something she mentioned to me. Right. So to become a licensed realtor, you have to hang your license underneath the brokerage. So you have to join a brokerage. You don't. But you're still an independent contractor. Um, depending on the brokerage you join, that's going to determine how you conduct conduct your business and how you operate. Um, so if you go to a larger brokerage, um, for example, you have Keller Williams, Colwell Bankers, um, Century 20, 21. Those are like really big nationwide brokerages. Um, they're more system based. Um, they're more like on the marketing side. They want it to be kind of cohesive with their brand. So a lot of those guidelines you have to follow. If you go to a smaller brokerage, um, you kind of have some leeway on what you can and can't do, but it really just depends. But you do have to hang your license with a brokerage for two years. And then after that two years, you can go ahead and apply for your broker's license and you can open up your own brokerage. So, hey, Kyle, how you doing? So I'm just curious, right? Like, I know people are probably thinking, uh, and, I, and I know you're an investor because you, you mentioned that you opened up your own dealership. But would you say being a realtor, you you pretty much have a firsthand dibs on, you know, a lot of these properties that's out there as far as if, you know, if you, you plan on investing in them? Yes, definitely. Because if, you, if you're a licensed realtor that's really in the field, you know exactly what's going on. You know what's coming. You know what's going. So when you see those deals, you really do have first dibs. And a lot of times... Um, most realtors that, that work with investors, like you, you have a pool of investors that's looking for the exact same thing that most of your clients are looking for. So um, a lot of times that's where it gets very, very complicated. So, yeah, we do have first deals on pretty much anything as a realtor. And then, and then, like you know, I think kind of just to expound upon that, like that's why it's important for people to have relationships with realtors. Because let's say, for example, let's just, let's just walk through this scenario so people can kind of understand how it works, right? So I reach out to Kyle and I want to sell the property, right? So Kyle's going to be my listing agent, right? So before the property is actually listed, Kyle knows that I'm I want to sell it, right? So if you know Kyle, he can you can reach out to Kyle and be like, hey. Is anything coming online? And of course he knows because he's already preparing to put my listing online. You see what I'm saying? So so you can get to a property before it gets to the market just by knowing Kyle and being in contact with them. Right. So like so a lot of my friends who are who are, who are agents, they'll call me like, hey, I just got a I got a listing. I haven't put it on MLS yet, or I'm gonna put it on MLS tomorrow or whatever. Um, you know, are you interested? And they'll usually do that. And then they also will probably send it to other agents within their own company, right? So maybe two or three other agents that Kyle works with might send something to him like, hey, you got a buyer who wants to buy this because for real estate agents, the the the, the, the biggest thing you want to do is you want to sell the properties fast, right? Because, you know, ultimately that's how you get paid. 
So that's why it's important to have those relationships with realtors because it gives you an advantage of getting first dibs on those properties, even if you aren't a realtor yourself. So, yeah. So when you become a realtor, um, how is that like? What do you essentially like if you don't sell any houses, you just don't make them money, right? Correct. It's 100 <laughs> percent commission. Now, um, it's some brokerages that do offer a salary. Um, it's only one in town that, that does. But other than that, I really don't know a brokerage that offers salary commission. It's, it's, it's just all 100 percent commission based. So what would you recommend for like if someone who didn't know anything about houses, would you still recommend them becoming um, would you recommend someone just becoming a real estate agent first or, you know, not doing real estate and still, you know, not being a company, not becoming an agent and still doing real estate like investing? Um, it really depends. So um, I think the most important thing is for somebody to know their why, like why they're doing this, what's their purpose, what's their passion, because then that'll better direct you to either, oh, yeah, I'm more suited to be an investor or I'm more suited to be a realtor. So when people come to me, I can kind of already pinpoint it. I can tell by their vibe, by their questioning, also by their personality, which field would be best for them, because um Speaking on just being a realtor, this is a, a people business. This is a relationship business. Um, more so on the residential side, this is an emotional business. So you have to have, you know, those characteristics to be able to perform in that industry. Then if you get into the commercial aspect, that's more so just straight businesses. Sharks. Um, it's getting to it. So your personality can kind of dictate you on which field uh, will be best for you. Definitely, definitely, because like you know, if you're if you're gonna be a realtor, right? So just you know, to kind of kind of just give you like a simple example, like you're gonna be holding someone's hand and basically walking them through the process of buying a house, right? So maybe someone who's never bought a house before. So if you don't have like patience to deal with like you know people helping them get their paperwork together and all the little things, like it's kind of difficult. And then also it can be really frustrating because you know you may have some clients that don't listen to you. You know, you're giving them advice and they may not do, you know, what you ask them to do. You might say, hey, you should get pre-qualified or you should do this, you should do that. And then they don't do it. Then they lose out on houses and then they're sad. So you got to deal with like emotions. You got to deal with like husband and wife drama. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a lot. It's a lot to be in a real estate agent. I mean, it's a great thing, but you have to be someone who really loves people um, and really and really have a service mindset. Because when you really calculate, you know, the amount of time that you put in versus what you make, you know, sometimes on a commission. Sometimes you put in a lot of hours and didn't really make that much on a commission, but you help someone. So, you know, that's why when Kyle was talking about the why, that's really important because you have to be the type of person who believes that, like, okay, yeah, I didn't make, you know, a hundred grand on this deal, but but I helped somebody. And if your why is more about helping people and about establishing communities, then being a realtor can be really, really beneficial to you. You could have said that. Yeah. No. yeah. No, yeah, he couldn't have said anything better. No, I was just kind of kind of thinking here, like as people are listening, right? We, our audience, you know, target market is really college students. But I think, Kyle, you're a testament that, <clears throat> you know, everything that you all are saying, it could be done, right? You're a full-time student, entrepreneur, right? And a, realist, a realtor. So um, overall, and we, we preach this on the podcast all the time. It's all about putting putting your mind to it and, you know, being able to just Go for it, you know. So just realize that if you're listening, you can you can still do it. Definitely. Yeah, um, I was I was speaking to um, you know, Mr. Daniels a minute ago as well, and I recently just spoke to Daniels and you know Footman here, and it was more so about the conversation about people building bigger you know things and and cities and stuff like that, like taking over things. So. What's your takeover things? Like, how do you feel about people, you know, of course, who want to buy things? How do you feel like things like that should be bought up? Like, how do you feel like you think one person could buy one thing while the money, like if I was like worth $300 million and I wanted to go buy something, what would you recommend me doing? How would I, how would you recommend me doing it? Would I have to have good credit and everything? Like, what's the process on that? Oh, what, what do you want to buy? Well, say, for example, I had $300 million in cash and, 
me being me being the only person, I wanted to buy, you know, a few houses and everything. Even though I had cash on hand, would the bank still give me, you know, the, the loan on that house, even though I had bad credit? Yeah, they, they still definitely with that type of cash on hand. Um, because essentially you have that that liquid asset available. Um, and it, then if you also have additional assets besides that cash, $300 million, then it's, it's very highly likely you'll get a, a mortgage. Um, I think everything really, truly, and honestly roots back to what you want to do and how you want to do it. So a lot of um, people that come to us come to relatives with a lot of different scenarios and a lot of different um, different things. And, and truthfully, we won't be able to guide you properly if you don't know what you want to do um, and what's your end goal. So if you know your end goal and what you want to do, then we can properly like guide you on where to go, which loan is best for you what properties route, how can we get to there? But like the person, the buyer, the investor, or whoever, they need to know their end goal before, before even acquiring properties. Yeah, I, I think, Kyle, you brought up a great point. And I think that's something that, you know, if you if people listen carefully, you said that a few times, you, you, you always ask people, what do they want? Because when you know, which, the only way to get what you want is to know what you want. Right. So it's important for people to know what they want. So a lot of people, when they come into real estate, because real estate is such a nuanced field. And once you really, really get involved, you realize how complex it is. I mean, you could be a single family portfolio investor. You could do multifamilies. You could do commercial. You could do land. You could do development. You could do new construction. You could. There's so many different things you could do. Right. So if I just come to Kyle and say, hey, look, I want to make money in real estate. I mean, it's too many. It's too many things, right? I have to be able to kind of narrow it, narrow it down. And the more specific I can get with him, the more specific he can help me, right? Or the more effectively he can help me. So I always, I always tell people that you know, when you're first starting out in your investment life, and you go to a realtor or you go to any other like real estate professional, the more specific you can be about your objectives and what you're looking for, the more they can help you. Because I guarantee you, Kyle has a property right now that meets your objective or he can find one in two minutes. However, if you can't tell him what you want, then he can't help you. Correct. I definitely agree with that. I think a lot of people overlook that and stuff that I think people just come into real estate thinking that real estate is its own subject is one big thing. And I'm like, No, it's people doing real estate development, like it's people doing real estate marketing, it's people doing all type of stuff in real estate. And I feel like it's a very like it's an abundant field. And I feel like if you go into it, you just got to know like how you guys just mentioned your why, like what is your why? Because it could go into like it could get bigger than what you even expect, like you could grow from it. But I feel like um, as a realtor from like any of you guys standpoint, Mr. Daniels or Kyle, like what do you think is the like hardest part about selling a house hmm. um my part the transaction to be honest if i remove people from it i could do it in a, a piece of cake um i think what makes our job so much comp and this is on a residential side of real estate that's what i pri- primarily work in on a residential side it is so emotional it is so so so, so emotional i can't explain how emotional it is um you're dealing with so many people it's so many pieces moving um from my end i help a lot of first-time homebuyers that's what i love to do the reason why i love to to work with first-time homebuyers because of their why why they want to do it why they want to purchase a house a lot of times first-time homebuyers they want to start a family they want to raise their kids here they want to build generational wealth they want to make those smart decisions firsthand so that motivates me so when I get in, in that transaction and stuff is going, literally going to hell, like I know that their why is bigger than what we're going through. So that's going to motivate me to go harder and continue to go through it. In a residential transaction, you have, um, I have my clients, um, the seller agent have their clients. Then you have your mortgage lender. You have the title company. You have um, an attorney or a law firm. You have the inspectors. Um, you have so many people involved that if one person dropped the ball, it's, it's complete chaos. And then also to know as a as a realtor, 
when you're representing your clients and they're purchasing a house for the first time, that is a huge emotional decision. Um, a lot of them, this is probably the biggest purchase they ever made or ever going to make. So you're dealing with somebody that's that has anxiety, that's not really trusting the process, that really doesn't believe like it's obtainable. So to be a, a great realtor, to be an excellent realtor and a great professional, you have to be able to contain those emotions and you have to be able to guide your, your client in a proper way. Yeah, definitely. How you feel about that, Mr. Thomas? What's your take on that? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think Kyle hit it hit it on the button, and just, and just listening to him, he made you feel comfortable, right? He made you feel like he knew what he was talking about, and that's <laughs> yeah. that's that's what it is. You see what I'm saying? You don't, think about it. You want to buy a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand dollar product for somebody who don't know what they're talking about? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so just just the fact that you that someone sound makes you feel comfortable, that they sound like they know what they're talking about, they understand you, they understand your emotion, they understand your anxieties. Just having that that ability to relate to people, it's a unique skill, right? Um, you know, it's not something that everyone can do. You know, real estate is a little bit different because, you know, you don't really sell homes. You sell a lifestyle, right? And the home is a part of that lifestyle. Right. So you're really more so selling a neighborhood. You're selling where, you know, their kids are going to have their first birthday party. You sell where they're going to where they're going to send their daughter off to prom. Like, you know, it's really more so that 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 you're really dealing with other than just, OK, you know, how many pieces of plywood are here or, you know, are the ceilings vaulted? You know, the you know, all that type of stuff. You know, th- that's part of it. But it's really more so of like the environment and the lifestyle that this house is going to allow them to live. Right. And that's really, really more so what you're dealing with. So that's why it becomes so emotional because that's what people start thinking about. Right. Think about it like, you know, this, you know, say a lot of y'all, you know, fresh out of school, about to just first graduate. Man, the first time you buy a house is going to be like the biggest accomplishment in your life. Like, man, I made it. You know, say I'm no I'm no longer living in the dorms. I'm no longer living in, you know, college apartments. You know what I'm saying? I got my own crib now. And especially if it's a house in like in a nice neighborhood, you know, it's a, it's a feeling to that, right? But what happens is when people get caught up in the emotions, a lot of times they don't, they don't understand the details of how detail-oriented buying a house actually is. So, you know, and, and you guys know from going through the process, them, them inspections, those appraisals, a lot of things can go wrong in those processes, Right. Yeah. So, so, so now, you know what I'm saying? I found my, so Kyle found me my dream home, right? I'm ready. I'm ready. I got the money. Everything's good. Bam. The appraisal comes back. Something's wrong. Right now. I lost my dream house. Now what <laughs> I'm going to do, you know what I'm saying? Now I'm back to the drawing board, you know, and then, you know, say so it was, it was different, right? Because, you know, it was, it's us dealing with each other, but imagine if it was you and your wife, you know, what if, imagine if it was you and your wife and your kids, you know, you done got your wife excited, your three, four kids excited about moving to this house, and then the deal fall through. And that's happening every day to people now because the market is so hot. So, you know, so as an agent, being able to deal with that and be able to kind of circumvent that environment and get people to, you know, uh, be able to operate properly, you know, within that environment is a very, very challenging thing. And that's why, you know, I always say realtors are worth it. And I, I really always encourage people to use agents when they do purchase their properties. Definitely. So our, I like a question of mine is, so when people go ahead and buy houses, do you think they go, do you think people like, do you think honestly that the realtor puts a bit pressure on the person to buy a house that they really can't afford? Or do you think that the realtor tell them, Hey, listen, you have to put a little bit more extra on what you already have because this is what you're going to get. You know, this is what you're really looking for. Like, do you think it's a pro and con to that? Like, you think that's just like a stigma? Because I hear people say realtors make you go, they make you try to pay all this money for this house to get a bigger commission. And then some people say, well, realtors make you, you know, put up extra so you can just live how you want to live. So you don't got to regret a 30 year mortgage. So how do you feel about that? Um, me personally, I don't operate like that at all. It doesn't make me no difference if it's 500,000 or it's 100,000. Um, so that's why I, I keep going back to it, but it's so so important is your purpose, your mission, your why. Um, So like, for example, with that, it's a lot of things. If they have a mortgage, you will get an approval amount. So they'll say, hey, you're approved for up to $300,000. Then from there, you can kind of, what I do personally, um, 
I consult with my clients. I consult with them and say, what do you feel comfortable with paying per month? Yes, you're approved for 300000 Okay. But how much is that going to cost you monthly? Is that going to change your, your day-to-day lifestyle habits? Are you going to have to cut back on something just to get a $300,000 house? Like You have to take all of those things into consideration. And I think that's really what differentiates a uh, uh, a subpar realtor from a great realtor is be, being able to do that with your clients and make them feel comfortable and not get so tied in the emotions again so they can make a, a logical decision. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would definitely agree with that 100%. Um, it's something that, it's something that you know, uh, that I kind of harp on, um, you know, because I feel like a lot of people make a mistake on their first real estate purchase. I feel like most, I'm going to argue and say most people, um, I feel like most people's first house, a lot of people's first house is too expensive for them. And I feel like they should have, they could have bought a better deal value wise. Um, but you know, this is how some people are. A lot of people in this generation, uh, don't want to start their home or they don't want fixer uppers or they don't want those type of things. So they want to go straight to a brand new house in the nicest neighborhood. And, and, you know, I tell them like, that's great, but you don't always get the same equity that you would get when you buy, buy those higher, higher value properties. And, you know, as you get older and as your family matures, having that, 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 that equity becomes very valuable. So um, it's just something that, you know, it, it's something that people, real estate is seen in two different ways, right? So someone like myself, I see a home as an investment, right? But not everyone sees a home as an investment. Right. Some people see a home as a part of their lifestyle. So they want that lifestyle to be the best that they could possibly afford. Right. So I can't necessarily argue against that. However, from a finance and a financial standpoint, it's not always the best decision. So, you know, your realtor has to kind of be the good guy and the bad guy at the same time. Right. Just like Kyle was saying. So, yes, you can buy this three hundred thousand dollar house. But should you? Right. Right. Now, you know, ultimately, at the end of the day, you're a grown man or a grown woman, so, you know, it's your decision. But the, the, the agent's job is to somewhat kind of present you those options of some other things that you could do. So I'll, just give, I'll give my example, right? So I qualified, I think, for about, like, 200-something thousand, uh, you know, for my first mortgage when I first got out of school and first started working. So instead of buying a $200,000 house, I bought three houses instead, Right. And that's because I had an investment mindset, right? Because I'd already had experience in the business. And then, you know, so I already knew, I was like, okay, well, if I could qualify for this amount, instead of buying one expensive house, I'm going to buy three of them, I'm going to rent two of them out, and I'm going to live in one, right? So, you know, and a lot of people can do things like that. It's just that, you know, they have to be presented with those opportunities. So I think all those are just things to think about, you know, when, when you look at, when you look into kind of getting involved in real estate and getting your first properties. Yeah, that's good. Just thinking about so, um, I guess I, I have a question uh, for like I'm I'm just kind of thinking about it like how we, you know, there's some that go the conventional route right when it comes to lending, um, and then there's some that go the hard money route. Just want to know if you had a uh, maybe a funny funny experience or interesting experience that you want to share with someone that you was dealing with that. Uh, was using a hard money route or, or even just the regular convention route. Is there a, a, a story you want to share about your real estate experience? Um, I will probably say the hard money route. Um, and it, I, I don't want to go into detail about the, the situation because that's their personal situation. But right, right, right. what I will say is uh, um, in that situation, I think my client at the time didn't, really assess you know the whole hard money thing that you know it's a higher interest rate you have to turn this property quickly like you have to do all of those things and I don't think he properly had his his stuff in place as in terms of you know contractors uh, a project manager and all of those things to ensure that it would be quickly done and so that kind of resulted into a disaster sure I'd say yeah okay yeah that happens yeah. Well, yeah. Um, I do feel like one of the biggest things that people need to understand in real estate, and a lot of people overlook, is that you know real estate creates wealth. And I feel like a lot of people can fall back on that if something ever to happen. You know, people have families. I know Mr. Daniels 
was mentioned to me today that, you know, people, you know, grandkids inherit amounts of properties and they let it go to waste and then they abandon it. And then now the equity deteriorates and everything. So I feel like a lot of people should just buy into that just so they could start that new generation and a new, new line of real estate for their kids to inherit. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, just think about it. If you just inherit, if you inherit one free and clear house that's worth a hundred thousand dollars, think how much different your life would be right now. If you had access to a hundred grand, free and clear, and that's just one house, right? So just imagine if you, you know, you buy a bunch of them and you just give all your kids one house or you know two houses or whatever. I mean, you literally are putting them on a path to success um, in life. It's just you know about teaching them about what to do with it. Definitely. So AJ, do you have anything to say? Uh, Kyle, do you have any? Um, we have like five minutes left, so I just want to make sure everybody gets, you know, the gems out the way as well. Yeah, so, I mean, Kyle, before you, you well, we really appreciate you joining for one and two, uh, make sure you, you uh, let the people know if they need to reach you, where to find you, all that good stuff. Okay. Well, yeah, I appreciate y'all for having me. Um, primarily, you can find me on Instagram at K underscore foot, or um, I'm really good with text. So 850-274-0605. Um, it is some more stuff I want to drop it. Because uh, <laughs> real estate is so complex. I mean, we could go on and on. Like I, I know Chris too. Like we can go back and forth and on and on with this. It's just so much to it. But um, you know, that's a whole another discussion to be had, and we can kind of more specific with what we discuss too as well. Definitely, Ms. Daniels, you have anything to say? Yeah, I mean, j- just along the topic of. Of, of what we discussed today about realtors. I really want to encourage more. We need more black realtors. We need more black brokers and we need more, um, you know, black people and, inter- uh, uh, you know, to use realtors, right? Realtors are great professionals. They know a lot about the field. They have, a, they have a lot of transactions under their belt. I mean, you know, someone who's been in real estate for, you know, five, 10 years as an agent may have, may have been a part of a hundred, 200, maybe 300, maybe more closings when the average person may only buy one house in their entire life, right? So just having access to someone with that amount of experience. Um, and when you're buying a house, it doesn't even cost you anything. I don't see why anyone would ever buy a house without using a real estate agent. So I would really encourage everyone who's buying their first property to find a good, solid agent, interview a few of them, talk to them, and, and it'll help you get, get, get the right house and get you on, on the right financial path. Yes, and I want to add to that because that's that's very, very important. Um, a lot of people look at the industry and think it's oversaturated. It's so much room for black realtors in this in this industry. Um, what I would highly recommend is also for us to start showing our presence in the commercial room. That is really dominated by white women and white men. We need to be in that field. So all you inspiring realtors or anything like that, like come do it like for sure. And then also for anybody looking to buy, like our services are essentially free to you. You don't pay us. The seller pays us. Why wouldn't you work with a professional and also support black realtors? Um, I know me personally, just looking out and you see, um, you know, people use different realtors outside of, you know, their race and stuff. And it's like, it's a really great black realtors. You know, you could have just interviewed them and, you know, and took it from there. Like, we're really great. We really care. And we want, you know, the overall growth and picture. Like, we we understand you. We feel you. So support us. And we got you. Definitely. I appreciate it. Kyle, you said some gems. I appreciate you coming on the show because you took some time out your day. Adrian, I also appreciate you for coming out the show, you know, saying your two gems. Mr. Daniels as well. You know, this is Roll the Billions every day. You're going to catch us Wednesdays, Real Estate Wednesdays. And once again, I appreciate you guys. Have a great rest of the night.